You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brave, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with Jeff Griffin, and we are here at the Tikaboo Resort, which is just right outside of Lake Powell. We are in the beautiful, is this actually, it's a place called Tikaboo, is that correct? Yeah, I think you actually say Tikaboo. Oh, Tikaboo, thank you. And it means friendly in the uh, Native American language here. Tikaboo. And we're just about 10 miles outside of Lake Powell, or more appropriately known as the Glen Canyon National Recreation Area. Which actually, this is really funny. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I just knew it was Lake Powell. And I knew you had a choice of marinas. And we're here near the, which is near the Bullfrog Marina. Because I know there's a couple of them. But that's, this is kind of the, I would say the northern part of, southern part of Utah, but northern part of the lake. And with this coming into town, like we really wasn't very much right before we got here. And then we had the Tikaboo Resort. Of course, here they have a restaurant. They have an activity center, which they call Base Camp, which you can do all your rentals from. But this is where there's a few things before the lake. Because really, like once you get on the lake, You've got to come stocked. Yeah, and one thing that's been really interesting, and you see this around some of the other national parks down here, Moab and Zion, is you go out, you hear German, you hear people with French accents. Yeah, we made a cute French couple for dinner. You hear people speaking Japanese. You hear people come here from the world over. And now that we've been here, it's easy to see why. If you're familiar with the red rock formations and sandstone cliffs that are so well known with the southern Utah landscape, such as Moab and Zion, this is Moab and Zion with a lake dropped in the middle. Yeah, I was going to say, that's one of the things that sort of reminded me of what we were doing here. And I guess in my head, just because of all the commercials I'd seen about Lake Powell or talking to people about Lake Powell, I guess my assumption was, yeah, you get a houseboat or you go jet skiing for the day or wakeboarding or tubing or whatever. It didn't even occur to me that there was these beautiful canyons that you're looking at the entire time. Yeah, that's one of the fun things about it we're going to be talking about is you get out there on the lake and you can just go find your own little cove. We're going to be hearing one of the interviews, even though the lake is about 180 miles long, it's got about 2,000 miles of coastline because it meanders in and out everywhere. You can go find your own little cove where you're surrounded on three sides by sandstone and just sit there and enjoy it all to yourself. We've got a lot of interviews that are coming up today, and before we get to all of those, we have to do hot topics and travel. But who do we have on the show today? We've got Chris Thompson. He's with the National Park Service here at uh, Glen Canyon National Recreation Area. We're also going to be talking with Ray Golden, who is a bona fide ship's captain. I was going to say Captain Ray Golden. Who is here at Tikaboo Resort, and because he is a captain, can take you out on tours, but we'll also be talking about all the great things you can rent here to go yep. enjoy on the lake. That'll be perfect. Don't forget to check us out at our website, travelbrigade.com. You can also check Check us out at Twitter at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. What's hot? What's not? What's trending? Next up this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Of course, we are here in Tikaboo, the resort just right outside of Lake Powell. And we've been having a great time here in the doing some ATVing and being on the lake. And we're going to talk more about that on today's show. But first, we have to do hot topics in travel. Today's hot topic is found at Bloomberg.com, and we'll post a link to it on the hot sheet for today's show at TravelBrigade.com. What I found really interesting about this particular piece that I picked out was when you're doing family travel, it's really hard to please everybody. You've got different kids who (laughs) want to do different things, (laughs) different ages are into different things. It's really hard. 
So what are you going to do to solve that problem? Not take them? <laughs> well, this article was kind of interesting. There, there's just one part of this article I'm going to focus on, but the whole thing was interesting. There's actually a travel agency now that has a legacy travel program. They actually not only do your travel stuff, but they pair you up with a financial planner who says, oh, okay, what trips do you want to take your kids on for the next 10 years, the next 20 years? And, what? and how are you going to pay for it? What? That kind of thing. So that was interesting in itself. But what I found one part was interesting was, yeah, you've got a teenage girl who wants to do her thing and a 10-year-old boy who wants to do his thing. How are you going to make them both happy? Separate but equal trips. Hey, I'm not opposed to that. Now, separate but equal sort of calls back that whole time before the civil rights movement. But in this case, it's a good thing. It allows you to be realistic and say, yeah, we're not going to please everybody. So let's... <laughs> well, are you talking about actually taking separate trips? Yes. I have done that with some of the mini-me's. And we've even separated the older kids and the younger kids and done trips. I really kind of like it. I mean, I feel like even though we might have even gone to the same destination, I'm kind of thinking about the time I went to Orlando with one mini me and then took the twin later, like a couple years later. What they wanted to do there were like completely different things. And it was also a really fun time to just like bond with one kid. And then I also remember the time that we took the older kids on a coastal trip. And that was really fun. The kids, the younger kids would have just not been down for that. Yeah, I was just going to say, it, obviously, uh, cost is an issue, you know, having to take multiple trips. But yeah, you know, one thing I've liked is when we've had like, we'll go to a location or be on a trip and have some of the kids for part of the trip. And then some of the kids other kids, other parts of the trip, kind of interchange them in and out. Well, no, no, no. And, and also because of the work we do, we are sometimes going on a lot of like work trips and we can't just bring everybody with us because we're working, but we're able to bring one person with us. And that's been really fun too, because then we get to just focus on that, that one kid. Something to think about. Of course, the kids will agree on the separate part. They'll never agree on if it's truly equal. They'll always... <laughs> <laughs> or who gets to go first. first yeah. <laughs> But something to think about. Anyway, coming up, we're going to be talking with Chris Thompson. He's with the National Park Service at the Glen Canyon National Recreation Area. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Check out our hot sheet for today's show at TravelBrigade.com. There you'll find links to all the things we're talking about. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Not sure where to go, what to do, and where to sleep? Up next, hot hotels, unique activities, and top attractions in our destination city. Check it out. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We are here again at Lake Powell or the Glen Canyon National Recreation Area. I have noticed today I've heard people speaking in French. I've heard people speaking in German. I've heard people speaking in Japanese. We're here in the middle of nowhere in southern Utah. I've got Chris Thompson with the National Park Service. And Chris, what is it that draws people from all over the world to this beautiful place in southern Utah? I think uh, I'd have to say it's the unique landscape and the mixture of the, the sandstone Stone, colored sandstone and the, the volume of water that really attracts people so much. Plus, as you were saying, the uh, international folks are not used to seeing anywhere they can go that has such isolation. They're living in such high-density areas. They come here and just can't believe the freedom. Having once lived abroad, I can understand that. And even having lived in denser parts of the United States, even, I can I can understand that. Yeah, it really strikes me that what you've got here is the beautiful Red Rock country associated often with Utah with a big lake in the middle of it so you can drive around and see the rocks. How big is this lake? You know, they've often uh, measured it and they use the reference 
of 2,000 miles of shoreline. So if you can imagine that, in and out of all the coves, back and forth and in and out, that's what they call There's 2,000 miles of actual shoreline. Basically California <laughs> in one in one small area. I understand you get about a million people here a year? Yes, I believe so. That's a pretty good estimate from what we can tell. And we're here at Bullfrog Marina. Kind of tell people what are some of the main areas around the lake, Bullfrog, Page, yeah, we uh, you know start starting down by the dam is the page and the Walweep area where there's quite a few folks down there, and then we are about halfway up the lake. As far as uh, the lake being 180 miles long, we're roughly at mile marker 96 in Bullfrog and at Hall's Crossing. And then if you continued on up the lake, there would be the Height Marine at the very northern end. From what I understand, from here, from the Bullfrog Marina, you can take the ferry over to Hall's Crossing. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, the ferry is pretty unique here in uh, southern Utah. A lot of folks don't even understand that it exists here. It's uh, been here since, I believe, 1986 is when it was approved, 1988 when it was actually arrived. Uh, it's about a half an hour trip across to the three-mile journey from Bullfrog to Hall's and then returns again every hour on the hour. And it is a, it's a car ferry, and once you get over to that other side, you can take off and adventure that way? That's correct. It's an extension of Highway 276 of the Utah Department of Transportation highways here, and uh, then that completes the scenic loop that uh, starts a lot of folks starting blanding and then come around and continues on the journey there. Take me through what would sort of be your perfect day out on the lake. Or if somebody comes here, there are one or two places they should definitely go see while they're out on the lake. I would have to guess that some of the most popular would be going down south from Bullfrog towards uh, the San Juan River arm. And you, if you went a little further down to Rainbow Bridge, even that that is a real major attraction for folks on boats. It's pretty hard to access without a boat. So it is definitely a, a one of the stops for everyone who's got a vessel. What about uh, off the water, any particular areas that, that uh, you really enjoy? You know, I sure do enjoy the Orange Cliffs. It's up by height more. It's more at the northern end. It's still very uh, uh, isolated and, and rough, but the, the hiking takes you up into the Canyonlands portion of uh, the two parks. And following the Colorado River, you can just feel like you were still in, you know, the 1900s. You're part of uh, John Wesley Powell's adventure trip there. And I would imagine even as, as long as you've worked here, you still find new canyons, new little coves around the lake that you didn't even know were there before? And that's correct, Jeff. Yeah, every time I've been here for quite a while, and every time I go, I say, wow, I didn't see that one before, or, you know, gee whiz, it's great to come back. It's been years since I saw it, so... Yeah, that, it, to me, it seems like a place that you could endlessly explore. Give people a website where they could uh, get more information. Yeah, I believe you're okay. correct. It'd be okay. nps.gov under Glen Canyon, GLCA. I've... Thank you very much, Chris. We'll have a link on our hot sheet to how you can find out more about the Glen Canyon National Recreation Area. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. We will be right back. the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade.
Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. We are here at the Tikaboo Resort. We've been hanging around the Lake Powell area, or officially known as... Glen Canyon National Recreation Area. Yeah, got that down. Glen Canyon. And we've been having a lot of fun, and I guess I'm just kind of in a world of wonder here because I have never been to this area. really, really think it's beautiful. And I also just had no idea what to expect about having time off the water and on the water. And we got some really cool razors and went and checked some things out. Literally, there's a trail that connects here to Tickaboo. Yeah, this is off the water. There's multiple trails that connect up here at Tickaboo. You can go explore back into little canyons. You can drive over and overlook Lake Powell. There's a lot of different ways you can go with it. There's also a lot of, you know, if you want to get out and hike, you can do that. There's also driving trails like the Burr Trail that goes out from here and a lot of different ways you can explore this area besides just being on the lake. One thing that's really cool, which I think we're going to touch on a little bit later in the show, is this PDF that you can actually download, which is sort of a GPS PDF, so you don't have to worry about getting cell service because the cell service is pretty spotty down here. It's really interesting. We actually did that, and you can download that at the base camp, download the app, and then like scan the map. And then when you go out ATV, you can actually figure out where you are and where the trails are. So yeah, you have some beautiful red rocks to look at here. And then as Jeff said, going up to some points where you can overlook Lake Powell, all really beautiful. There's also a PDF map of the lake. So when you get out there, because the lake, it's not just this big round body of water, like uh, one of the Great Lakes or something like that. It's this long body of water that goes in and out of a hundred different places which is one of the great things about it. You can find, we went out on a Tahoe motorboat, speedboat, and you can just find your own little place. Um, There's so many different ways to do the lake. You can, you know, if you want to take a tube or water skis or wakeboarding, there's houseboats, there's paddle boards. There's a hundred different ways to do it. But what I really enjoyed was you could get out there and just find your own little cove. Well, I think one thing that Ray said too, is like, you know, you're going to need more time. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And sure enough, we could have gone out there for days. Different coves, different areas, different places. And so there's just really, really a lot to see. And it's absolutely beautiful. We went into this one cove because we followed these boats in there and it was a really pretty little cove that we we got into and it was beautiful and we would just stop and hop off and jump in the lake it was really great yeah one thing i was to say the water temperature was really nice it was not it wasn't like you were hot and you jumped in the lake and then you know it was 40 degrees and you were freezing to death the water temperature this was earlier in the day was in the 80s now later in the day in the summer it can get up to where it feels more like you're just getting into a lukewarm bath <laughs> But in the early part of the day, it's just perfect because it cools you off, but you're not freezing. That's true. We have a lot to talk about. Ray's going to cover quite a few things in some interviews. He's going to talk about the lake, and he's also going to talk about some of the great hiking trips that they offer, packages that they offer for some of those, as well as some of the rentals that they have and some other things. He's very, very knowledgeable about this area. And of course, this is our first time here, so we're learning all about it as we go along. So up next, Captain, Captain Ray Golden, will be with us to interview. We actually have two interviews with him that we'll be doing back-to-back because there's so much information. So we will be doing that right when we get back. Make sure that you check us out at Travel Brigade on Twitter at our Facebook, TravelBrigade.com, and we will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. 
Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. We are here in the beautiful Lake Powell area, actually Tikaboo, which is just outside of Lake Powell. And we've been having a lot of fun. Of course, those of you who know, I'm a city girl, but I've been having a lot of fun out here, learning the ropes of ATVing, being on the lake. It's been a really great blast. Yeah, Tikaboo means friendly, and everyone has been very friendly to us here. What I particularly liked was after having a fun afternoon out on an ATV trail, being able to come back, take a shower, check the internet on really good Wi-Fi, get a really good burger to eat for dinner, all that kind of stuff. And that's what you can do here at Tikaboo Resort. Here to tell us more about it is Ray Golden. And Ray, let's talk first about the ATV trails around here. You guys are really centrally located for a lot of different types of adventures going off-road. Yes, uh, we have a very extensive network of off-road trails, and what the neat thing about that is, is there is various different types of ecology along the way, in that you have the desert, and then you can go up into the Henrys just a short ride away with elevations as high as 11,000 feet, and from up there, you can see all of southern Utah into Colorado, uh, you can see Monument Valley from up there, and the temperatures up there uh, in the summertime, like right now, are in the 60s, and right down here on the desert floor, 105, 100 six as you've probably experienced this week so uh, it gives you a lot of different opportunities those ATVs can get up there in just a matter of an hour so you can see a lot of different types of flora and fauna in, in both different environments now leaving right here this is what you call your base camp pier which is a place where Ray does all his rentals and all that tell us a little bit about the types of rentals that you do here for some of the land trails okay well we have ATVs uh, razors and we have four seaters and two seaters and we also have a six seater and we have a digital map that we have people download so they can go out there and make sure they're not lost. We also do uh, mountain bikes and electronic bikes, which are, um, they're mountain bikes, fat tire bikes, but they also have a little power boost so that you can actually ride them almost like a motorcycle to where you're not even pedaling. And we also have kayaks, paddle boards, and boats that we rent. Yeah, and you were telling me a little bit that you're kind of in the development stages of, of trying to do some organized trips. Tell us a little bit about what you're thinking there, what you have accomplished, where you want to go. Yes, we are doing what is called Lake Powell Adventures at Tickaboo Resort, and Lake Powell Adventures is going to be guided trips all in the desert and on the lake. We are specifically designing trips that are historically or ecologically designed, such as the Cass Height Sojourn. It takes you through Tickaboo Canyon and follows the exact trail of Cass Height, where he went to look for gold and silver and to settle his ranch and he ranched that area for a very long time and actually the city over there or the town is named Height in Utah it's a very old historic town and he was actually died and buried there and he's under the lake now but a lot of our trips are designed for rock hounding uh, hiking just various things in the desert and on the lake that you can go and see ruins petroglyphs and stuff like that uh, you got me a gold and silver does that mean I can dig some myself still we are doing uh, yes the gold is like up there on the Henry Mountains is Crescent Junction Creek and uh, there's Gold Creek. There's several creeks that come off the Henrys and there's an extensive history of gold in the Henry Mountains and it's very exciting to read about. But there's the old Spanish gold mine or the Josephine mine that nobody knows that where it is now but the Span there has been Spanish equipment or cuistador hats and armor that they found in that area. So they know it's up there somewhere. Nobody knows where it is but uh, if you read the old lore, the old legends of it, there was a town, a ghost town up there called Eagle City which was the gold 
gold rush of the Henry Mountains, and it's where Butch Cassidy and his gang would go hang out every once in a while. But, um, yeah, you can go up there and pan for gold now. And all you can find is place for gold, little small pieces and stuff like that. Uh, we've done it extensively. We haven't come up with our reclaim yet. But uh, there is some up there, and you can, you know, if you do it right and do it for a long time, you'll find a little bit. There's still some up there. Now, tell us a little bit about the resort itself. Like Jeff said, we're not exactly people who like to rough it. I mean, let's just be honest. Like, we're not big campers. And so coming back to Wi-Fi and showers and having an actual, you know, hotel here that's just a few miles, you know, from, well, actually right on the trails. And let's not forget a restaurant. Yes. And we had a great pizza last night, some pizza, burgers, really, really some good food. But tell us a little bit just about the resort itself here. Okay, well, the resort has been here for a long, long time based on the uranium mines, the uranium mines that were back in the 70s and 80s. So it, when the uranium ran out, the people ran out, and then this place just sat vacant. In 2012, the current owners came and took it and remodeled it, refurbished it, and then we're now starting to try to move into a mindset of making it an adventure resort. So we're right in the early stages of going after those type of people that want to find adventure outdoors, whether it be on the lake or on the water or in the desert, and we're starting to gear the restaurant towards that and the lodging towards that and we're starting to go and look for those markets your off-season markets which is your shoulder seasons of fall winter and spring and then of course your summer is always going to be your late traffic so we're doing everything step by step we're crawling before we walk and we're trying to make it into a little moab of utah and it's a great location i mean we pulled out on a trail that's on property and then it's what 10 miles to the lake or not even that it's 11 miles to the lake by 276 through the road. Perfect. We have a lot more to talk about. We're going to talk about the lake and what you can do on the lake, how you get on the lake. Right when we come back, you're listening to Travel Brigade. You can check us out at our website, travelbrigade.com. You can check us out at Twitter, at Travel Brigade, and we'll be right back. Not sure where to go, what to do, and where to sleep? Up next, hot hotels, unique activities, and top attractions in our destination city. Check it out. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. We're in the beautiful Lake Powell area, right just north of Lake Powell. I think that's north. Am I north? You are north. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I thought I was <laughs> here in Tikaboo. And we had an amazing day on the lake yesterday. It was absolutely beautiful. We actually didn't crash our boat. We managed to not drown, and we had a blast. <laughs> Yeah, it was so fun to just be out there on the lake and jump in. The thing I think that's really cool about Lake Powell or the Glen Canyon National Recreation Area, as its official name, is that it's got the beautiful red rock country that you might associate with southern Utah places like Moab, places like Zion. But... It's got a big thing of water in the middle <laughs> that you can go play in. Here to tell us more about it is Ray Golden. He's with Tikaboo Resort at the base camp. And Ray, tell us about what you guys have to rent here that people can go have fun on the water. Don't you mean Captain Ray Golden? Okay, I just want to clarify. <laughs> yes, I am a captain. In 20 years, I've been a, a U.S. Coast Guard charter boat captain. And we have speed boats. We have pontoon boats. We have fishing boats. We also have kayaks and paddle boards for people to take down to the lake. We also are in the process of getting permitted so that we could do guided tours on the lake. And we, but most of it all right now is just doing the rentals, but we do show the people exactly where to go and what to do. And a big part of our off season business, both in the spring and the fall is the fishermen. We have several uh, bass fishing tournaments out of here and uh, that's starting to become a really big business. And as part of our redesign of the store with an outfitter shop in mind, we are bringing in a full fishing line of different material, Rods, reels, bait, tackle, and stuff of that nature. You have rentals here, so tell us a little bit how that works. People would rent the boat and they would come and bring their own trucks, or tell us a little bit how that works. 
Yeah, that's a big market because a lot of people, I mean, I've had boats for the last 20 years. And when my wife and I travel, uh, you know, loading that boat up and taking it six, seven, eight hours down the road, it wears out your bearings on your trailer. It does a lot of, there's a lot of upkeep to do stuff like that. And people have found it that it's more advantageous to just drive without that big bulk of boat on the back of the car. And they come down here and then they can just rent it and go out and do what they wanted to do. And people, some people, most people don't have boats. So that's become a real big part of our business is renting the boats out. And all they have to do is they just call up, make a reservation. And when they come in, a lot of people don't even know, they've never been on boats before, but we go through a very thorough checklist, show them how to do this and how to do that, what to expect when they're out there on the water. And then they just go out and have a great time. And we also rent tubes and water skis and knee boards and wakeboards and stuff like that so people can play as well. What Jeff and I are going to say, since we're not outdoor enthusiasts that know very much if we can do it, anyone can do it. If this idiot can do it, (laughs) anybody can do it. While I've been here the past few days, I've heard people with accents from France. I've heard people speaking German. I've heard people speaking Japanese. What is it that draws people from all around the world to this area? Well, Lake Powell and Southern Utah is a very unique destination. Uh, so unique, in fact, that my wife and I have lived in Georgia for the last 10 or 12 years, and we've had uh, businesses in Georgia and on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And two years ago, we decided, well, we've never seen Utah. So we took a month and toured out here and stayed in various places in the desert and hiked and toured. And we both were immediately like, this is a place I'd like to come back to. And when this opportunity came about, we jumped right on it. And we uh, we were semi-retired, but we immediately packed and came right out and what attracted us to it was just that there is absolutely no day of boredom here when you wake up there's something to do now we're talking specifically where we are in Tikaboo to the bullfrog marina i know there's another marina as well there's two really big access points so i wanted to talk a little bit about some of the places that you told us to go check out on the lake some different places now we sort of got your directions but we also followed a lot of boats so we figured if they're going we can go some really beautiful incredible views Oh, it is. And sometimes following other boaters is a good idea, and sometimes it's not, (laughs) because sometimes they don't know where they're going. But yeah, Lake Powell is full of different canyons, and they all have some unique specification about it, whether it be high walls or areas that you can get out and hike and see a little bit of the desert. Like, for example, Forgotten Canyon, you can go up into it and hike to the old Anasazi ruins, which a lot of those have been restructured, and the National Park Service staffs somebody down there during the summer, and they do interpretive talks when you get there and they give you a little bit about the culture of the Anasazi and uh, but some of the canyons are very remote and some of them are just extremely beautiful and you could just go back there and get what we like to say come and get lost and find yourself. And we did. We had an amazing day, and uh, Ray did warn us that whatever amount of time we had on the lake, it wouldn't be enough, and you were right. We got back, and we were like, oh, that was so amazing, and every time it started to get a little bit warm, we just took the boat over to the side and jumped in the lake for a little bit, and it was really fun because we got to watch the lake temperature. We got to see how, like, we're going in one minute, we're, you know, 80 feet, and the next minute, we're in 250 feet, so that was really interesting to kind of, you don't really feel that when you're on the on the top of the lake. Yes, and I encourage you to go back, and I, you can Google it, or you can get some history books. And look at some of what this was, or read one of John Wesley Powell's books and get a feel for what that canyon was before it was filled up with water, because it's a very unique place. And he he really did do a lot of geological survey for the government down through there. And and just imagine when you're out there on the lake what it once was, and it makes it even more special. Well, it's definitely something on my checklist that I have not done, so I was really excited to do it, and I had a great time. 
Ray, tell us about where people can go to, if they're interested in renting or finding out more about it, where can they go to find more information? Well, you can Google just about any of that information on the lake, but uh, the National Park Service, if you go to one of their websites, they have a uh, tremendous amount of information about what to do and where to go out there. And our website, www.tickaboo.com, is almost ready to come live. And well, we have a website now, but the new one's going to have all that kind of information as well that will help you steer towards what you want to do out there and the things you want to go and see. Through that website, is that a good place to like look at rentals, or should they call, or what would be the best thing? All that information will be on the website, and it'll explain exactly what uh, what our prices are and how long you can do it, and everything that you can do as it pertains to the rentals. But if you always want to talk to somebody, we're just a phone call away. Perfect. And what's that number? That is eight four four six six two twenty six twenty eight extension 2. And we will actually put that information on the hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at travelbrigade.com. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We have a lot more on today's show and we will be right back. They don't always agree, but they always seem to have the reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. And we were talking all about the Lake Powell area. We're here at the Tickaboo Resort, which is just about 10 miles outside of Lake Powell. There's a hotel here, a resort here. There's a base camp where you can do all your rentals as well as a restaurant. We ate some burgers and pizza there. It was quite good. And we've been having a lot of fun while we've been here. And of course, you just had some really great interviews with Captain Ray Golden, who knows everything there is to know about this area, what you want to do, what you want to rent, how you want to prep. And that's all really, really great information, especially there are some people I think that are just like regulars down here that come every single year or book their stuff. But I think a lot of people are still accessing it and trying to check out this area for the first time. So it's always good information to have to have all of that. We've loved our time here. And now it's time for He Said, She Said, where we each pick our three favorite things about this destination. As always, She Said goes first. Well, I'm going to go with one of the fun sort of nostalgic things we were here on the lake is we saw everybody pulling over to the marina. Yeah, this was at Hall's Crossing. Yes, Hall's Crossing. Marina and getting out and they have it's kind of fun so if you're on a houseboat or you want to pack a picnic for the day on the lake you can go there and get groceries or whatever but everyone was getting their soft serve ice cream it like seemed to be the hot hot item and they had special flavors that they I guess they have a different one every week but it was just really fun you know thinking about the summer and some soft serve sitting on the lake it was just kind of nostalgic and it was fun yeah and it's one of those places where you pull your boat up tie off walk up the dock and then you're there and can uh, get ice cream and other things my number three was was the ease of everything, particularly working with uh, Tickaboo here. They made it the whole trip very smooth. No, I agree. And I think, you know, sometimes I think my novelty on the outdoor stuff I get like, I don't know what to pack. I don't know what to rent. I don't know what to, you know, I don't know how much time we should spend here. We didn't know any of that. And it was really, really helpful to be working with some really great people who knew what they were doing. And I would totally agree with you that the ease was great. What was your number two? My number two was really simple too. It was just every time we just stopped the engine, pulled over to a little cove and just jumped in the lake. And I just loved it. I mean, we did it probably 12 times that day. We would go motorboating around and speedboating around. We'd go to these coves and be like, oh, we're getting hot. 
let's just jump in the lake. And it was really great. I loved it. Told me to go jump in the lake many times. <laughs> That's just... one of Skip's things. He always like, oh, jump in the lake. Or if everyone's going to jump in the lake, are you going to jump in the lake? Well, today, yes. I was just going to say, it's just as easy as literally falling off the back of the boat. The thing I liked about it, my number two is the water temperature. It was just perfect for jumping in during that time of the day. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. It was Goldilocks temperature. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with my number one. I think my surprise, again, I kind of mentioned it towards the beginning of the show, is just how different I, in my mind Lake Powell was than it really was. I think in my mind, I knew, obviously, the water was beautiful. I knew that it was a destination for things that you do on the lake, like speed boating or houseboating or wakeboarding or all of that. I just had no idea how beautiful it was and that it just kind of reminded me of a Moab but on the water so you're seeing these beautiful sometimes red rock formations and all of that it, the, the things that you see at Canyonlands or in Moab but it, you're sitting there on a beautiful lake while you do it and it's just like I don't know how you could get anything better than that beautiful yeah I think it's important to stress this is not your typical lake or ocean or bay experience where you've got this big huge round body of water this is going in and out of all these different places and that was kind of one of the things I that would be my number one was that even though we were out there on a weekday in the summer at the kind of the height of their season, I felt like we could just go find our own little space and do what we wanted. And I, I really enjoyed the privacy aspect of it. Yeah, I agree. I think I was also really surprised. I mean, there was a lot of boats on the lake, but only in that central sort of area where like the dock was or people were docking. But I mean, it felt like you really could just sort of escape. It's a beautiful place. I don't think we spend enough time here. I mean, we we really need to go back and spend some more time in the lake. So if we do or go to a different destination, of course, we will let you know. But we had a beautiful time here. Tickaboo Resort's been so nice to us, helping us out, taking care of us. And uh, that's been really, really great. Unfortunately, we have to leave this destination and head on to another one. In the meantime, please remember there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, please join us next time. See you next week and enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.